I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good. Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast with me, Jack Hope, and Maxwell Brown. Hello. Just the two of us this week. Getting to spend some quality time together. It'll be good. Um, This week on the Cricket Podcast, we will be talking about the second test from the Ashes, the third test from the Ashes, Joffre Archer in the Ashes, and Steve Smith out of the Ashes. Yep. Uh, And then looking at the World Test Championship, I believe, Max. Indeed, yes. The uh, most clear and concisely organised and just perfectly well-formatted cricket competition in living memory. Good. Uh, I believe you're going to explain it to me and the listeners. Yes, uh, by the end of it, you should all have a perfect grasp of exactly what's going on. Um, that should be good. Uh, did you manage to catch much of the Test match? Uh, I did. Yeah, I, uh, I I managed to watch well one one of the one of the great bowling spells in uh, of our time. Uh, was, it, was it the fastest uh, fastest average speed in an over by an English bowler in yeah, Test yeah, history? Yeah, he bowled and, sixteen um, balls. Joffrey Archer this is bowled sixteen balls over ninety miles an hour in a row. That's, that's pretty. That's something else, yeah. yeah. And um, and yeah, got to, got to watch the uh, most of the last day when it was all getting getting quite exciting. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we did lose a day and a half of rain. We did. Uh, yeah. So with that in mind, and bear and considering that it was a thrilling conclusion to this match, uh, are you in favour of three and a half day tests? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if if we saw uh, England's warm up game against Ireland, uh, where three and a half days were, was ample for uh, for a result. Yeah. Um, and then of course uh, the second. Well, the, the first Ashes Test, where three and a half days we wouldn't have lost, yeah, and then follow that up with a with a day. Well, we lost two thirds of a day to rain, yeah. So if we've got that extra little bit more of a day, we might have won the game. Won the so I, th- I think three and a half days is perfect for English the, Test cricket. The optimal length for a Test match. Um, <laughs> with that in mind, we'll take a short break, and then we'll come back with some detailed um, discussion and some proper opinions. Yes. On, uh, on the second Ashes Test and the third Ashes Test. That's in the air, should be taken. The work for Australia. When World Cups come around, you've got to buy your best when it counts, and we've managed to do that. So for all the flippant talk about the fact that um, three and a half day tests might be the way to go, uh, the rain did actually uh, improve the game, let's be honest. Um, it forced everyone to get on with it. Get on with it. Yeah. Um, it got every all the, all the exciting bits of cricket you want from a test match, the, the forced declaration, the batsman coming out and trying to smack it for, for an hour or so. Um, yeah, I mean like fundamentally five day tests quite often are quite boring. Yeah. Um, so I, I genuinely think what were the key talking points Max well I think there, there were let's say there were three let's say yes. um, there was the uh, the Messiah Joffre Archer making his test debut yep. the um, the second point is somewhat linked to that and uh, Steve Smith and his multiple injuries yes yep. and the third point is the beneficiary of Steve Smith and his multiple injuries in Marnus Labashane yes so which, which point would you like to start with well, should we start chronologically? Uh, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. So, Joffre Archer making his test debut a, for England. A quite um, hyped test debut. Very hyped, yeah. I mean, I said I, I called him the Messiah, and, um, you know, 
Let's be honest, if you were looking at the at the media and the build-up, you wouldn't be... I mean, if you compare it to other sport messiahs, uh, Kevin Keegan, for instance, yeah. do you think his debut measured up well versus Kevin Keegan? Uh, I'd, I'd say so, <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think Joffre Archer's debut could be put in the pile of successes. Yeah, so he's up there, it's a Keegan-style debut. <laughs> <laughs> um, but National Keegan. Uh, what was your favourite bit of well, Joffre? I'd, it would be uh, a little um, untoward to say that my favourite bit of off Joffre would be him hitting Steve Smith on the on the neck. That that's that would be pushing it, that wouldn't would it? Be a bit much, yeah. Um, but I did. It's I mean th- that over he bowled, um, where he basically bowled the fastest average over, well, yeah. fastest over by average speed of an English Test bowler. He looked pretty pumped up. Uh, yeah. What, did, what is it you said? It was um, sixteen balls over nineteen miles. He an hour? Sixteen balls over ninety miles an hour. Uh, before the test, Langer had said Australia were going to wear them down. <laughs> wear them down. down. Uh, he bought, yeah, 50 overs, 5 for 70-odd. Um, yeah, and he, he looked and pretty worn down. Best batsman in the world for a test. <laughs> so, it, I don't know if that plan worked. Yeah, I don't know if... Were they trying to wear him down with their head? or? <laughs> it was, yeah. Uh, that pumped him up as well, that's the thing, isn't it? That Justin Langer... Comment before the game. Oh, he was tweeting about it. Yeah, it's yeah, really, really on one. Don't rile the man. Uh, on top of that, he hit Smith in the arm. I think Smith was probably lucky not to break his arm. Yeah, I mean, it did. It looked bad. He looks in a lot of pain when that happened, and it swelled up instantly. I was, I was pretty convinced it was going to be broken. Yeah. Um, but you know, he stuck around, and let's give we've got to give Steve Smith a lot of credit for that. Like, he took that knock, and it clearly hurt, and he batted, and he carried on, and he looked, mm-hmm. looked right. Then he got hit in the neck. And was yeah. had to go off, Did and then know? came back. Yeah. Did you know this? That's only the third time in twelve thousand deliveries in Test cricket that Steve Smith's been hit on the head or neck. I did not know that. Yeah, well, that's, that a stat that's a fantastic stat. Uh, Where did you get that from? That's amazing. Uh, Crick, Crick, Viz, Crick, Viz had said something about it. Yeah. Um, so he doesn't. It's quite rare that he gets hit. Um, I think like he's never been hit at all after like or just ever. Um, mm. after and his he was face, well set as well. He was on about, about what, balls. 60, 70 at the time. No, he, yeah, um, it was it was pretty pretty stunning. Uh, it was a bit scary as well. I think yeah. we should say did lying on the floor prone. Yeah, I mean, didn't he, dropped, he dropped his bat like yeah. he didn't reel away. He like was knocked over. He was flawed. Yeah. He was completely flawed. Um, I was surprised that he came out the bat again. To be honest. Yeah. Um, apparently he was sat on the balcony and Langer was saying like, oh, are you okay to, to to carry on batting and he said to Langer I can't get on the honours board unless I get out there so the guy is insane yeah <laughs> has he not got 100 lords before no I don't think so ah. um, so uh, he's also he's booed off the pitch that's was, was, shocking was poor. That's, not yeah. by the whole crowd but by some people yeah I mean there's a there's a limit, isn't there? Yeah. Like booing the hundred was like somewhat questionable in uh, Edgepeston, but yeah, booing him after he's just been taken off after <laughs> being hit in the head by the cricket ball. Is, uh, yeah. Apparently, someone was kicked out of the members area at Lords. <laughs> the members booing. area, yeah. <laughs> which you don't expect. I, mean, I hope were... they, I hope they confiscated their bacon and egg jacket as well. Yeah, they stripped them of all privileges. That's probably Robin. Maybe was he was Robin. there, wasn't yeah. he? No, he was. Um, so that I mean that was um, the Steve Smith Joffre yeah saga. Uh, he riled a few people in Australia because he was seen laughing after he'd nearly killed Steve Smith. Yeah, uh, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, well, Joffre I, 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 Archer <laughs> laughed at everything, so uh, I wouldn't read too much into yeah. it. I mean, uh, uh, he he was fine in the end. Mitchell Johnson said it like was a non-event. 
Yeah. There are quite, I mean, there are quite a lot of people in Australia getting up or two about Joffre Archer. Um, I can't imagine why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but maybe, maybe a bit more on that later. Um, Steve Smith. Uh, so he came out to bat, then was out fairly shortly afterwards. Yeah, he hit a couple of, like, two shots. Mm-hmm. Was it that, that the first ball he came back, didn't he? He just deposited... He hit two falls immediately. <laughs> um, deposited Wokes over mid-wicket for four. Yeah. It was a ridiculous shot. Uh, and then left a straight one and was out LBW. Yeah. Uh, you, then are we putting that down to foggy oh, I mean, I don't know. foggy brain yeah, yeah probably a bit of that probably having to restart his innings it was quite a good ball it was a good ball it did move um, he does and he does do that he plays that shot a lot there are there are a lot of occasions where he steps across his stumps and leaves it and yeah. it flicks the pads and you think you know yeah. he might come a cropper of that well one. he was nearly out in the first test uh, he was given out actually by um, one of the terrifying players but <laughs> 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 uh, was reprieved uh, and then he yeah, failed his concussion test overnight, mm. so he was ruled out um, for Labuschagne, Marlis Labuschagne. The first concussion sub in the history of cricket. That would be a quiz question. That will. Remember that. Remember yeah. the name, Marlis Labuschagne. Marlis. And Marlis basically saved the test. He did, really, didn't <laughs> yeah. he? I mean, people were talking about this. Like, if, you, if you think about... Um, no, if, if this Ashes series were being played last year before the concussion sub rule came in, mm-hmm. Australia are down to 10 players. Manus well, Labuschagne doesn't come in. They'd probably lie off Wheeled Smith out at some point. Well, they may well have, have been, done, which yeah. Which would have been, been, been even worse. Like, um, or, uh, yeah, or they don't have an uh, extra batsman. And uh, it could have, I think his innings, I don't know if it saved the test because you, like, you never know what will happen if, yeah. if, if he's it, out early. It certainly, but, um, it certainly made a difference and it, it, to be honest, he, he was all at sea for the first 10 overs as well. Like, within the first couple of overs he also got smacked in the head by Joffre Archer. Yeah, he hit first ball in the grill or something like that yeah, and, and that, then bounced back that up. That was another like, quick one. Uh, he did, he got up. He was on a trampoline. It was almost <laughs> like he was trying to make a point, wasn't it? I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Um, but yeah, um, so he... Yeah, and then he played and missed. Uh, yeah. About 15 balls. Oh, the Rory Burns style. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, after that, he did look composed and he played really nicely. He's got, played some really nice shots. And he's been in good form for Glamorgan this year, so it's not that surprising. Yes. Um, so yeah, well, well on him, especially under the pressure as well. That that situation, you you know, you got to say hats off to him. Yeah. Uh, anything else on, on, on the test that was then? Um, I did quite like Joffre Archer... You know, getting his cap, his first England cap. Oh, with, and um, it goes, uh, who would you like to have your cap given to you? Oh, Chris Jordan. Get my, ma- get my mate down. Yeah, it's actually worth looking that up. Um, Chris Jordan does like a good speech. Uh, they're clear. I think they're best friends, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, he's uh, the man who kind of convinced him to come over and yeah, play yeah, for Sussex. Yeah. So it was um, a nice touch. So I think that was that was good. It is worth worth checking out. Um, and well, I mean, it resulted in a draw, the test, which leads the series at one nil to Australia with three to play. Um, I guess based on what you saw Max can England do it and win two of the three with a draw or win three of the three well I think that all depends on how concussed Steve Smith is um, <laughs> I think we'll probably well I say we'll probably I'd like to think we'll win it headingly um, we know Australia without Smith Joffre Archer now firmly into the uh, sphere of test cricket and yeah. Australia hopefully quaking in their boots I think they're definitely a bit scared of him yeah, <laughs> probably rightly so. Uh, I think I would be. Yeah, should we take um, a very brief break and then we'll come back with a look forward to the test match at Headingley? Sounds good. He's given it a tremendous hammer. 
So that's two sixes in two deliveries for Gary Balance. Gary Balance in his second test match goes to 100. This is a rare talent. Yeah, obviously great news. Um, came, came as a bit of a surprise, but uh, you know it's great news, and you know can't wait to to get back in the squad and, and um, you know get back into it. Before we dive right into more Ashes chat, uh, a reminder that you can find us on Twitter at the Cricket Pod, Instagram at the Cricket Pod, or if you've got any stories or cricketing tidbits you'd like us to know about, you can send us an email thecricketpod at gmail.com. Uh, Max, we have received an email this week, I believe, and I think they were quite complimentary towards you. Uh, we have, yeah, and I promise it is genuinely <laughs> correspondence. Um, it comes from uh, Kulasin, and yeah. it is our first email correspondence received in Punjabi. It was all in Punjabi. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we've uh, had a stab at translating it thanks to a, a certain well-known search engine company. Um, so... Go for it, Max, yeah. Yeah. Um, so is telling us about uh, uh, something that, that got him out in, in a game of cricket this year. Um, so in the, at the pitch where they play, there is a tree. And the tree is, um, well, somewhere in the, middle of the, in the middle of the outfield. It's not near the boundary. So the local rules, as far as we can uh, ascertain, um, dictate that if the ball strikes the tree and... Um, Breaks a branch, we think. Yeah. Um, then that means you're out. <laughs> and this very uh, unfortunately happened to to Kulasin uh, to this year, and I have to say my heart goes out to him yes. as um, as someone who suffered my fair share of um, unfortunate dismissals. unfortunate dismissals this season. Um, I I feel your pain. So um, my commiserations, and thanks very much for getting in touch. How, how did he round off the email? And uh, he rounds he rounds off the email beautifully. Um, <laughs> I love podcasts and statistic man Max. There we are. So, thank you very much. Um, uh, I, I love you too. Or in Punjabi, Don Ward, I think is... Uh, oh, thanks. very that, good. That could be terrible. Um, I don't know. I don't, I'd, I'd like to say, if, if, we've, if we've mistranslated or if, if Google have mistranslated uh, what you've sent us, please do um, yes. get in touch and let us know. Yeah, and if anyone else uh, wants to get in touch, like we say, at the Cricket Pod on Twitter or thecricketpod at gmail.com, we'd love to hear from you. Ashes, ashes, ashes. Back to the ashes. ashes. Back to the ashes. Um, it all comes a bit thick and fast, doesn't it? I, mean, it, it, I really like the two one, the two back to back tests. I, yeah, okay. Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm thrilled. No, with it. I quite like the the time off in between. To yeah. Well, you've got a couple of weeks thing. after the next one. Okay. Well, maybe for your downtime, downtime there. Um, so the next test coming up at Headingley tomorrow, as we record, which will be the twenty second of August. Correct. Uh, um, are you excited? I'm very excited. Yeah, yeah. So there are a few things. I mean, I was having a look today at test matches that have happened at Headingley uh, between England and Australia, and there have been there's been a bit of drama in the past. So oh yeah. We'll start with we'll start with the venue. Uh, guess the highest run scorer ever at Headingley in Test cricket. Six hundred eighty nine. No, it's Don Bradman. Nine hundred and sixty three runs. What? <laughs> <laughs> Headingley is where he scored 300 in a single day in 1930. Uh-huh. Um, seriously good, um, Don Bradman. It's also where he scored four, uh, helped to score 404 
on a day five wicket to win uh, and set a record that's that ridiculous they, um, they, should have, <laughs> they should have brought him in to replace Steve Smith he is a freak yeah no, I mean like um, Smith is the best since Bradman so it's a shame that he won't be around to like, have a crack at the big man's record yeah uh, but that is um I'm looking at that. Just abs- like, unbelievable. You'd think it would be a different. You're playing a different game. You play else. a lot of tests at Headingley. You'd think that, like playing there every year or two years, that somebody would have outscored him. I mean, like Boycott from Headingley. Like he scored his hundredth hundred in an Ashes match at Headingley, uh, which he never stops going on about. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still like a hundred runs behind Bradman. Um, I mean, a couple of other like quite fun tests that have happened there. Uh, 1975. Uh, remember it well yeah a test went to the final day Australia did 225 to win with seven wickets in hand but it was abandoned you know why it was abandoned oh oh, it's going to be something ridiculous a meteor strike no I mean it is it is kind of ridiculous Um, the some supporters of uh, Inns Mammal Huck no a guy who had been in prison for armed robbery (laughs) broke onto the into the pitch the day before day five dug it up and poured oil all over (laughs) it Uh, and the guy it turned out so there was a judicial inquiry and he was exonerated like he, it turns out he was innocent he did go on to commit to other <laughs> but he didn't do that one and that's well, what that, matters yeah, that's the one that matters um, that was a four test series and that actually that day being abandoned meant that England lost their chance to retain or regain the ashes uh, us. That's galling. Yeah, there oh. was there was talk apparently back then that they they maybe schedule an extra test after the final test, but the Australians didn't want to do it because they all had to go back to Australia because they had full time jobs. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, the nine eight one both them. Mhm. Uh, famously in that match, uh, a couple of the Australians bet on England to win at five hundred to one. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's so when England uh, were following that's on, a little bit questionable. On, yeah, England, England were asked to follow on, and then both them smashed 150. Um, but before both them, before for England's second innings when they followed on, um, Labrooks did a 500 to one special, and two of the Australians put 510 on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine if they did that these days. Uh, yeah, no, it was. Um, yeah, there'll be serious questions asked. Um, but I don't, I don't, they probably didn't cheat. Uh, both of them obviously hit the 150. And then Bob Aussies Willis, don't cheat, we know that. Yeah. And then Bob Willis bowled Australia out. So there's been like a, a fairly rich history of, mm. of interesting events happening uh, at Hendingley. Maybe not really any for in, in sort of recent memory though. Uh, certainly not in our lifetimes. Was, uh, was Hendingley the game where... Um... Uh, was it Gillespie was caught off the hand that wasn't on the no, back? No, was that Edgbaston? That was Edgbaston. So yeah. it wasn't a venue in 2005. The oh, greatest wow. series ever. Ever. Yeah. Um, going into test, I mean, like, again, unfortunately, the, the key talking points are, are kind of very similar to the talking points from the last test. Yeah. Uh, namely, Joffre Archer um, is going to be playing. And scary Australians isn't going to be playing. Yeah, um, do you want to hear what Langer had to say about Joffre Archer? I've always wanted to hear what Langer has to say. Um, I, I think they are a little bit rattled. So he, he starts off. Uh, what we're not going to do is get caught up in an emotional battle of who's going to bowl the quickest bounces. Um, it's going to be Joffre Archer. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> move on. Yeah. Uh, we're here to win the Test match, not see how many helmets we can hit. Uh, I'm sure the bouncer will still be a part of every bowler's armoury if it helps us get batsmen out then we will use it otherwise we'll stick to the plan um, yeah well in- I think what he's sort of missing there is that key point about Joffre Archer's bouncers being so good because they're so accurate yes because you can actually bowl it at your head 
Yes, it is um, incredibly scary. And the other thing, like Australia, definitely think that they can get a few England players out by bouncing them. Yeah, yeah, they'd like. I mean, I don't know why they took so long to do it to Stuart Broad. We've got Broad and there's the candidate number one, but Rory Burns has come in for some treatment in the yeah. last... He was a little bit unlucky with the Bancroft catch in the last... Yeah, that was stunning. We probably should have mentioned that yeah, in the <laughs> of the second test. Uh, but uh, it's, that's twice in two tests he's, he's gone down to the bouncer. Um, there are a couple of others that I think are a little bit questionable. We, like, we don't know what Joe Gentley's like against the bouncer. He's not been in for <laughs> He doesn't have long enough to find <laughs> I'm out. I'm sure they would try it. Um, it's part of the game. Uh, the other thing that has come up, and, and uh, this was mentioned to us on Twitter by a friend of the pod, Scotty G. Uh, in Australia, there have been lots of articles like questioning whether Joffrey Archer is essentially really English. Yeah. Um, what you mean, like Jason Roy and Ben Stokes? Yeah, and, uh, no, unfortunately, <laughs> and, and and some of our famous uh, Kevin Peterson, yeah, uh, yeah, the Currens. Well, unfortunately for Australia, it, he is. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's. Well, I think he's had an English passport for a long time. His dad's yeah. English. He's yeah. pretty like he's got a fair claim. He's a hell, he's a dance type more English than a lot of the England <laughs> England sports teams. He's more English than Kevin Peterson. Yeah, I, I would venture. Um, so I mean, yeah, no, a little bit. Yeah, sling your Sorry, uh, but yeah, we'll, we're looking forward to that, Archer. Obviously, um, and Smith not been around. Uh, do, you want, do you want to know what Langer had to say about Smith not being picked? Uh, obviously, yes. At the end of the day, it really was a no-brainer. <laughs> oh, oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Did he mean that? Please tell me he meant that. Uh, no, no, no. He was that was part. Like Langer likes um, a long quote. I, I, I've taken that from. But he went on to talk a bit more about right. uh, how he's still had a headache and stuff. Um, <laughs> so I guess Labuschagne will be in yeah uh, we don't know how Australia will shuffle their bowlers but they have for the previous two tests yeah uh, will we see Stark maybe I'd like, <laughs> I'd like to see Stark uh, will we see Patterson again possibly yeah he um, had a bit of a sore was it sore back at the end uh, of the yeah I think so. I'm not sure he's, 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 he late. has he has some injury issues yeah. um, so they, they knew he wasn't going to play all the tests but but um, Hazelwood, Hazelwood was excellent. I mean, yeah, imagine having those bowlers. I mean, like with, like Joffrey Archer is, is brilliant, but they have. I mean, like Cummins, Hazelwood, Pattinson, and Stark are all capable of bowling pretty much as quick. Yeah. Uh, with I mean, like certainly in sort of Cummins, Hazelwood, and Pattinson's um, from their point of view, probably as accurately as well. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, it's a real battle of the bowlers. Um, we'll see how that goes. England will be unchanged. Yeah. Uh, Jason Roy was hit in the head today by Marcus Triscothic. What? Oh, what with the old <laughs> yeah, dog yeah, toy thing? The, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he he was pinged uh, past his concussion test. Um, but as we've as we've seen, that's by no means a, a guarantee yeah, that you'll so, be all right the next day. I believe Ollie Pope is on standby. Ollie Pope, yeah. So sorry, declared. I mean, they should have probably declared a bit earlier yeah, anyway. I don't really get that. But um, um, they declared so that Ollie Pope could get up to Headingley, which was uh, a lovely quirk of cricket that you don't get to see very often. <laughs> after scoring two hundred and twenty-one not out, um, so that's, yeah. that's uh, he's in form. That's nice. Yeah. Um, but uh, you mentioned earlier that um, Dom Sibley had been the concussion sub for the openers. He, I think he'll probably be named again because you have to have a like for like replacement. Yeah. So you can't, for instance, say we're going to bring Ollie Pope in and make Denley the opener. Yeah. So um, if, if it happens during the so game, why? What's Pope being brought in for? Well, I mean, I assume that if Roy is ruled out tomorrow morning, then they put Denley at number one or two, opening up and slot. 
Pope in at three or four, four probably. Yeah, and they'll probably make him bat three, and <laughs> we'll lose another talent. <laughs> um, I, I was sad, obviously, not to see Gary Balance. Yeah, I think we all are. Really. Scored another gritty sixty this week. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, he's, yeah. he's having a great season, and uh, there are some players in the England team that it's, aren't. You it's know, so, I mean, yeah. you know, it's just it's just numbers, man. That's all it yeah. is. It's a numbers game. Uh, another thing I'd like to see from England is them to use Leach a little bit more a little bit earlier because I don't think Leach bowled till the 58th over of the first innings and meanwhile we were putting a lot of overs into Joffre Archer so yeah. like I said he bowled 50 well so I mean obviously he can he can do it which is great yeah um, but we you know we don't want to we don't want to overdo him at this I mean, early yeah, stage yeah the circumstances of the test where we were chasing a fairly improbable win uh, and you wanted your best bowler to bowl as many Overs, yeah, as possible because of the because of the rain and, and yeah, so you on. can certainly understand the logic. Um, but I, yeah, I do. Um, I think you're right about Jack Leach bowling earlier because I was genuinely sitting watching the cricket, thinking uh, I'm going to go and have a shower, but I'm going to go and have a shower after I see Jack Leach bowl a few overs at Steve Smith and see how he does against the left arm. Yeah, I, mean, I, think- I, ga- I gave up. <laughs> it took so long. I was like, you know what? I stink. I need to go and watch. Um, I think. I mean, I think the thing with Leach, like before the series, I think it's fair to say that we thought Australia had a big advantage in the spin bowling department. Even though Mo and Ali had had a good like year or two, he'd taken a lot of wickets against like Sri Lanka and the West yeah. Indies, um, and he had a bit of a dodgy well World India Cup last year. Yeah, and didn't have a great World Cup. Um, and Lyon has got three hundred and fifty odd. He's the third highest wicket taker of all time for Australia. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 and we're notoriously bad against Nathan Lyon. Yeah, but actually, I mean, in the last test, Leach bowled really well, probably out bowled yeah. Lyon, and um, Lyon bowled naught for a hundred odd. Yeah, and a lot, and Leach didn't get smacked around. It's, there was a there was a lovely point that um, that Shane Warne pointed out in commentary where uh, Ben Stokes was on um, ninety odd, and mm-hmm. Lyon gone naught for ninety four, and he said. Ben Stokes here with one shot could bring up his ton and Nathan Lyons. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I thought I thought that was worth worth mentioning from an England point of view. Um, other than that, I don't know. I mean, like same old problems at the top. Same Jason old problems Roy. at the top. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, it's, uh, what do you think will happen? <laughs> I, mean, I think is one. What, 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 what I think should happen is that he should try and just smack the ball. Because at yes. the moment he's doing that, neither he's neither you know leaving it and trying to go into a shell or actually going for it. And if they're going to play him as an opener, he's probably just going to need to try and open like he does in one day cricket, or bat him at five or six where he normally bats in red ball cricket. Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 you know, I don't know how long that experiment will last. No, I mean um, the problem is it's also exposing our best batsman who's batting at three to a swinging ball, and yes. now he's getting out. Yeah, I mean, the Brute's got some issues, I think. Uh, I think well, a lot of the England team have got some issues. Um, there are a couple of similarities to 2005 that someone had mentioned. Yep. That, I mean, like they're a, they're a little bit tenuous. England are 1-0 <laughs> down with uh, a few tests to play. Yeah, good uh, start. <laughs> and Australia's best player is out injured. Yeah, uh, to be so fair, I, I did, I did uh, mention that. It was a yeah. bit McGrath-Smith. That yeah. was, uh, um, so that's, um, that's... I don't know if there are any other similarities. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think so the Headingley <laughs> test the Headingley test coming up um, what, where, which way do you see that going um, well I'm you know I'm going to be optimistic I'm going to say we're going to win it um, without Steve Smith and um, and with Joffre Archer bowling yes. nice hostile spells I think we'll be alright yeah and I think Headingley 
Well, Lords recently, at least, seems to have been quite a, it's quite a slow pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, so, bearing in mind how much trouble Joffre Archer caused at Lords, yes. thinking maybe he can might be a bit better. Yeah, uh, yeah, hopefully. I mean, I I think it's probably. I think I think England will win, but I don't think England will win the Ashes. So I, I yeah. think Steve Smith is he'll score another hundred. They only need yeah. to like win one game. And he'll he'll yeah. come back. Like, he'll uh, come back for the for the fourth game. Like, I think it's fairly inevitable. Even, even though we've got a couple of people now who look like they can get him out, and Anderson will probably be back for Old Trafford. Yeah, that's true. And um, Anderson's a big miss. Uh, I just don't see us winning three of Three out of three, or winning two and drawing one, unless it's a big rain intervention. Yeah, well, um, I mean, the Oval is classically a draw venue, isn't it? Especially after yeah. you know, today's today's game, there was a lot I just of runs. Don't, well, no, I just don't think England are capable of batting for long enough in a in a in a five day Test match. I don't think England can bat for long enough to to make a draw likely. Someone will always win if we win. If we win, it, if we win the next enough. two. Yes, we can. We will prepare the biggest road you even could then. possibly imagine at the Oval. So much more, even more <laughs> of a road than when Alistair Cook played his final Test match there, um, and he was almost nailed on for a century. Even then, I just don't think. I think there's a good chance England, England will capitulate in one of their innings. I like England don't score four hundred runs to get a draw in a Test match. You need to score sort of four hundred and four hundred, or yeah. four, or five hundred. Yeah. Um, who's going to get? I said, I think I said on last week's podcast, or maybe just like to, to some people, that I I wasn't sure if someone would score another century for England in the series. <laughs> you right, really? Yeah, I, 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 and Stokes did. And Stokes did. So Stokes you were did, wrong. And it was a good century. Yeah. Um, but you can't say you saw it coming, really. Um, no. I don't. I don't see anybody in that lineup who I would, if I was bowling to, think oh, we don't want him getting settled. <laughs> Because they've all just got so uh, many... The boys, the boys back home, they'll do it. The boys back home? The boys. What's that mean? The lads in the England team. They, they're not going to do it. Well, I don't understand what you Joe mean. Root, YJB. Uh, they're not... No, they won't... Like, I just don't... None, neither of them, I think, uh, uh, are likely to score a century. I think almost all of the England players are less like, like less than I, I would give less than a one in five chance of scoring a century. In right, the rest of the that's fine. I'll take eleven. <laughs> I'll take eleven ninety nines. That's that. That'll um, do. But you know we might get lucky, and that's why I don't think there'll be a draw. But I do think England can bowl Australia out cheaply in two of those tests. To, to yeah, win. Uh, we haven't skittled Australia yet, and that will happen. There'll be a spell. Oh, yeah. There'll, 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 there'll be, be a broad spell in, the in there. There'll in be one, an eight for yeah, sixteen. Yeah. It's yeah. Or Joffre. Like uh although they'll be bowled out front two hundred at least once uh in the next three tests. But equally England probably will be too. Yeah, well, I think it should be exciting. I think so I'm for exciting few games. I think I've talked myself into a little bit of a circle there. Um I think that's enough ashes. We talked about it a lot. There are we've got quite a lot of listeners from overseas. I'm sure they're fascinated by the ashes. It is with the possible exception of India v Pakistan one the of best, the greatest rivalries in the history of cricket the best test series it's the test series that everyone else wishes they had yeah I think um, I mean like India Pakistan nobody really wishes they had that. <laughs> <laughs> you know um, maybe maybe one day England Ireland could match up to the uh, yeah. to the hype but yeah. for now <laughs> it's the best we got so we'll we'll take another little break and then um, we'll be back with some world test championship news Go to the next, go to the next. Uh. I was gonna watch the ball and try and whack it as hard as you can. Oh, I got high. 
Uh, I was gonna grind out some really impressive wins. But then I got high. No, you wouldn't. Uh. They took my whole paycheck. And I know why. Why, man? Hey, because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. Yeah, that's right. It's finally arrived. The World Test Championship, the WTC. Yeah, third time the, lucky. The anti-hondo. <laughs> um, are you excited for the WTC? I, I don't think I've ever been more excited for a sporting uh, sort of competition uh, in my life. That's quite bold. Yeah. Um, well, particularly a competition related to cricket, because uh, yeah, <laughs> and Test cricket, because. This cricket, you know, it can be a bit boring. It's got everything you could possibly want from a competition. It's got uh, 72 games. Yes. Each lasting five days. <laughs> over two years. That's 360 days of cricket. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't they just put one more in? We could have had a year. <laughs> we could have had a big festival of cricket. Um, it's a little bit complicated. Uh, I don't really know how to explain it. And I think lots of our listeners won't really understand. No. I was talking to someone actually uh, from, from work uh, who was asking me what what's happening yeah. with the, the test championship yeah and i did say that we would be explaining this on an upcoming episode okay um so bearing in mind that it is really boring <laughs> <laughs> and that reading out rules and regulations on a podcast is, is no idea of fun uh we thought it would be a good idea to get max to explain the world test championship the format the rules the point system mm. Uh, the, the previous attempts at launching the World Test Championship um, to some music. So here is Max explaining the World Test Championship to the thieving magpie by Rossini. Thank you, Jack. So yes, after failed attempts to launch the ICC Test Championship in 2013 and 2017, it's finally arrived, starting with both the Ashes and a series between Sri Lanka and New Zealand, and culminating in a final at Lords in June 2021. So we might as well give up winning that one now. <laughs> so how will it work? Well, it's, it's very simple, really. Uh, the top nine of the test-playing nations will take part, uh, each of those playing a test series against six of the other eight teams. And they decide between themselves who they want to play. Um, so those, those are nine teams. Australia, Bangladesh, England, India, New Zealand, Pakistan, South Africa, Sri Lanka, and the West Indies. So, three of each team's series will be at home, and three away. Uh, and some teams will also play some tests that aren't part of the Test Championship, uh, partly to give the other three Test countries a go, and partly just to confuse everyone for no apparent reason. Uh, the Test series themselves uh, can vary from between two and five Tests, um, but each series itself uh, is worth a total of 120 points maximum. Um, so all test matches in a series are worth the same number of points and there are no points for actually winning a series. Uh, so winning a match in a series is worth 120 divided by the number of tests there are in that series. Ties are half of that amount, draws are a third of that amount and feats are zero. Why 120? Well. It was chosen, actually, because it can be divided by uh, lots of numbers such that all results in a 120-point series, no matter how many games are in that series, um, will result in a, a round number of points, apart from a draw in a three-match series, which is 13 and a third, but rounded to 13. So all these points are accumulated in a league system, 
Uh, if two teams are tied on points, the team that won more series will be ranked higher. But if teams are still equal, then the team with the higher runs per wicket ratio will be ranked higher. The runs per wicket ratio is calculated as runs scored per wicket lost divided by runs conceded per wicket taken. Pretty simple. So the top two teams then fight it out at Lords on the 10th to the 14th of June 2021 to decide who is going to be the ultimate winner of Test Cricket until 2023. When we do it all again with another nine teams playing six games against eight other teams for a maximum of 120 points a series. So, thank you, Max. That um, that is very clear. Yeah. Um, uh, that was the intention. I feel like I know a lot more about this tournament that I previously <laughs> did not know that much about. Um, what happens now? What happens? It's underway. Um, it's underway, yeah. Um, so, Sri Lanka are top um, because they have 60 points because they won one game in a two-match series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't ask me why that's fair. Let's uh, be honest, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does seem... It seems a little bit ill-thought-out. Uh, I know... So I think the original idea... I mean, I'm sure this idea's been knocking around for a while, but Martin Crowe's credited as having like the first reasonable uh, recommendations uh, for a, a test championship. Uh, like you said, it was cancelled twice and replaced by the Champions Trophy twice. Yeah. Um, initially and I think this would have worked better initially it was going to be a, a well I don't know about the four year initially it was going to be a four year long group stage four years followed by a semi-final and a final right I think two years is probably about right yeah um, but I think a semi-final and a final would maybe have been better uh, yeah like, because it seems very arbitrary I, so I had to look at the, the amount of games teams would be playing I think it varies between like 22 and yeah. 13. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, so both Pakistan and Sri Lanka have got 13 matches, 13 test matches, and England have got 22. Presumably for half of those games will be at home as well for yeah. for Sri Lanka anyway, uh, on pretty winnable wickets. Yeah, so, New Ze- like, uh, so it was West Indies, I think, actually have got a bit of a raw deal when it comes to games at home and games away. Oh, really? Yeah. So that is not, yeah, I mean, it's, it feels like, I mean, so Sri Lanka beat New Zealand the other night. They'll probably beat them again. They'll beat a lot, because teams go to Sri Lanka for a two-match series. They don't have a warm-up game. Uh, and suddenly and they they've lost 120 points. for 120 points. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 there's something wrong. There's something wrong with a tournament where Sri Lanka winning two home games against New Zealand is equal to a 5-0 five whitewash. whitewash. Yeah. Um, it's just not right, and, and there's, there's no there's no bonuses for for winning away. <laughs> <laughs> Some tests just don't count. We're, so we're playing New Zealand, who in, yeah in December. So, so New Zealand aren't who, who they're aren't, not in our teams that we're supposed to play not, in the they're test. They're not official opponents. It's so just a completely it irrelevant. Doesn't thing. Count. Yeah, um, there are tests that will count that are ultimately meaningless in in turn. Well, in the, with reference to the series they're yeah. playing in. Yeah. So if Australia win uh, this week... I suppose you could argue that at least makes those tests a bit more important. Well, yeah, Perhaps possibly. That's the angle I, don't they're think, going for. I don't think they should be as important as, say... So in this, the, the, the England-Australia series, the key test, it, it, well, as we stand, is, is the next test. It's, 
Yeah. If England lose that and then win the other two, it's kind of by the by. They've already lost the thing they're trying to retain yeah. or regain. Um, but that that will still be worth forty eight points. Sorry, not not as much as a one test win for Sri Lanka at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then there doesn't seem to be much thought into who plays who. No, so, it's basically just the teams pretty much decide amongst themselves yeah. for you know reasons of TV rights and sponsorship and all that sort of thing. It's, so England have, I believe, India and South Africa away. Yep. And Australia at home. Yep. Which is a pretty challenging three series. Mm-hmm. Don't play Bangladesh. Nope. And we don't play New Zealand. And we don't play New Zealand. Uh, uh, both of whom at home we'd realistically think we could wipe yeah. um, New- probably New Ze- away so as by well. comparison New Zealand don't play England or South Africa who are two of the top ranked test teams yeah, around um, very odd um, I think the whole point of this is to save test cricket and give it some kind of context will it do that? Uh, no no I don't think it will <laughs> if there's something that's going to save test cricket it isn't this uh, I don't look, so I think it's like the, the genesis of a good idea I think had they had they awarded a hundred points for a test, a series win, uh, and then a number of bonus points for winning tests? So, yeah, I don't know in the England v Australia series, there'd be twenty bonus points available, and you'd get four for a win, yeah. two for a draw, and a hundred for the the winner or something yeah. like that. Um, maybe not hundred, maybe a hundred's too much. Yeah, but, like I think- a, a waiting in favour of a test series win, which like is how this has always been judged. Like you don't. When we talk about, uh, I don't know, this Ashes series, we won't be like, oh, well, England won one test. That was good. That was, yeah, it'll it was be, 24 points it'll be like England won or lost the Ashes. Um, and it's the same with every every series. I don't... Yeah, it's um, it's a bit of a bit of an issue with making teams play for the same number of points, but having to do it in a different number of matches. It just yes. doesn't, it doesn't work. Obviously, but you could have you could have a series winner in, in yeah. the New Zealand beast. But also another player. option is just to make everyone play the same number of matches. Just be like, okay, you have to do one five test match series, one two four test match series, well, a three and a two, the, and just work it out. The issue with that and is money. Like uh, apart from series involving India, Australia, and England, um, test matches lose money for whoever's hosting them, like yeah. a lot of money as well. Uh, I think it was like nearly a billion uh, not a billion dollars um, I think it was uh, like the West Indies lose a million dollars a test or something like that that's or 500,000 dollars a test yeah. um, because they have to you, know, I mean, you have to do certain things you have to like, put the other team up in a hotel you have to pay for the right cameras mm. like, um, you've got to pay all the players um, so I, yeah, like fundamentally that's why that is um yeah, maybe if there was some kind of revenue sharing, <laughs> yeah. uh, that that could be a potential solution there. But there is that's not going to happen. Um, so yeah, I mean we're underway. Who's the favourite for this? I, I couldn't tell you. I really couldn't. Um, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I just I think Sri Lanka have probably got a pretty good shout of getting to the final because they, like you say, they've got. Well, they're playing a two-test match series at home against New Zealand, which they're probably going to win 2-0, which will be 120 points. That's just under a sixth of all of their games. And they're not playing against Australia or India. So, (laughs) yeah, Um, I'm I'm, I'm going to say Sri Lanka, having ragged on them for the whole of the World Cup, are going to be in the final of the World Test Championship. They did just beat South Africa away. Um, But they're not a good team. Um, That would be weird. 
frankly. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, like... And, and Bangladesh, they're playing 14 matches and they're not playing England or South Africa. So, you know what? I'm going to say it's going to be a Sri Lanka-Bangladesh Is anyone final. not playing, like, Australia and India or anything like that? Who, who isn't playing India? Because I think they'll be the... Uh, well, Pakistan, just, obviously. Just, <laughs> yeah, it's Sri Lanka and Pakistan. Yeah, um, you know what? Playing yeah. India. Um, that's a, a potential win there. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I don't really know what else to add. Um, I like. I think it is a good idea. Hopefully, they address the scoring issues. Um, yeah. I don't know why they weren't addressed beforehand, but hopefully, that after it's been played through once, uh, we'll all see. Yeah, I mean, we've got to give them some credit. It's a cricket competition, and they have stuck with the tried and tested theme of making it unnecessarily complicated. Yes. So, well done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I mean, that, yeah, that is it. Um, the series happening at the moment. Um, do you want to talk about any of those? The New Zealand obviously spinning out or being spun out by, by Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. Yeah. Uh, we've covered the Ashes. Uh, I think tomorrow India v West Indies happens. Uh, in the West Indies that could be quite fun I think yeah I um, think West Indies are just coming into a bit of a, a spell where they're actually they're getting their cricket back back together they've got yeah, a few good players coming through especially yeah. yeah they just they beat us didn't they in, um, in the West Indies so that should be yeah that should be a good close series I think um, have you seen the bloke they've pulled up the the really really tall guy the six foot five yeah. standing next like to Shai Hope Stone, yeah uh, Rakeem Cornwall um, that's such a good. that's such a good name, isn't it? Uh, he's he's a man mountain. Uh, he's a, a, like a ser- he's a serious unit. <laughs> Apparently, he's been bowling really well, and he can bat a bit. So that'll be that'll be fun. nice. I, mean, yeah. I think the West Indies possibly the only not possibly. I think their batting's a bit weak, but they've got a really good bowling unit minus a spinner. Um, so if this bloke comes in, uh, can bat a little bit, bat, say bat seven, and bowl. 15 to 20 good overs and innings that don't get smashed around <laughs> even if he averages 35 like it will it takes a little bit of the pressure off uh, the, the pace bowlers to, yeah. to bowl forever um, so that could be interesting um, and yeah I mean like sort of as we say I mean England struggled quite badly in the West Indies it's a different it is the pitches there are quick they are yeah uh, and they're a little bit unpredictable um, variable bounce is quite a common theme three days on yeah I hope hopefully I'll be able to catch quite a lot of that I quite like West Indies cricket um, so from the UK yeah. it's, it's on in the evening so uh, you get yeah. to come in from work and you watch three or four hours of of cricket so yeah and you, you went to a that. test once didn't you as well on holiday yeah I've been to I've been to uh, the Kennington Oval Kennington Oval the one in Barbados yeah Kensington yeah Kensington. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Kennington's the one down yes. the road yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah we'll see how that goes I mean hopefully it's good I want it to be good but I just don't see the World Test Championship as being no that but at least they're doing something right keeping Test Cricket alive it's important yes um, I think that's that we'll have maybe one last quick break and then we'll come back with the other cricketing news we have for you a little bit of County Championship um, who could forget the County Championship um, and we'll wrap up and say goodbye we love hearing from our listeners, so please follow us at The Cricket Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Or if you have a great story like Scotty G did about the Hayden Way, Matthew Hayden's personal website, we want to hear about it. So from wherever you're from, send us in a great story and we'll read out on the show. Email us on thecricketpod at gmail.com. Thank you very much. 
So on the home straight now. Um, do you want to do domestic cricket news first? Then we'll we'll talk about um, other other things that have happened, Max. Why you know, not? I yeah, we've got some county championship stuff for us. Yeah, so county championship is going on alongside the Ashes. Who would have thought? Um, well, big, actually, big news in the county championship. Um, they scheduled some games over the weekend. Did they? Yeah. What this weekend? Last yeah. weekend. Yeah, so a bunch of games started on Sunday. Oh, very good. Um, um, did it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some people went to see them. I was in Amsterdam. Oh. Yeah. Uh. Um, so, well, we'll start with Division 2, shall we? Cool. Um, league standings-wise, uh, almost as many points separate the bottom nine as the top two. So, um, yeah, unbeaten Lancashire are currently running, running away with it. Mm-hmm. Um, they beat Glamorgan uh, by an innings... And Dane Villas scored 266 in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, there were also big wins for North Ants against Worcestershire. A uh, 10-wicket win where Moeen Alley was um, spotted bowling to medium pace. Yeah, apparently this wasn't... There's a bit more to this than yeah. meets the eye. Um, so I think one of the the bowlers uh, on Moeen Alley's side had gone down, injured. Uh, and so he was just filling in, bowling a bit medium pace. Yeah, people um, on people on Twitter were going a bit mad about it. Was, it, it was it was a bad, particularly like... bad ball that got hoiked. <laughs> Six pretty big runs, but um, I don't think he completely lost the plot. Don't worry, Moen Ali's yeah. okay, everyone. Um, Sussex beat Middlesex by six wickets. Mm-hmm. Um, Ollie Robinson took eight for and six for in that game. Good, good days. Pretty, few days pretty good effort. Yeah. Um, Derby, Gloucestershire. Uh, Gloucestershire won that one. Uh, good game for Chris Dent, who mm-hmm. uh, scored uh, scored a big hundred. And Durham v Leicestershire was a, was a nice draw there. Very good. Um, Division one, tight at the top between Somerset and Essex. Yes, so um, it was a good game today, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was quite even in the middle of the table, and Notts are in trouble down yes. the <laughs> um, So yeah, Essex Essex won. Uh, they beat Kent by three wickets in quite a low scoring scoring game. Well, weren't Kent bowled out for forty in one of their innings? Yeah. yeah. Um, Sam Cook took twelve wickets in the match, and Mohammed Amir. I don't know if you've seen it on Twitter. He bowled an absolute yes, I did see rip that. Slaughter. It was really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, did a bit. Yes. Um, oh, interesting that he's playing like four day county cricket, but was retired from Test cricket. Yeah, it's like a it's like a Pakistani coal pack. It is strange. Um, yeah, anyway, carry on. Um, Somerset. Uh, they beat Warwickshire by five wickets. That was quite a good game. 200-odd um, run chase. and 258 mm-hmm. run chase, I think it was, in the fourth innings um, for that one. Uh, Yorkshire beat Knotts by 143. Uh, Keshab Maharaj. Six wickets in the final innings. And Surrey v Hampshire was a draw. Um, a high-scoring draw where, as mentioned earlier, Ollie Pope scored 221 not out. Um, before declaring and uh, Ricky Clark the uh, evergreen the Ricky Clark um, took 7 for 74 of 28 in the, in the first innings um, so there's some good cricket going on yes uh, it's weird isn't it um, that there's uh, there's basically this is happening during a break in the T20 blast yeah Why? so then the T20 blast is then back for the next two weeks with the final rounds of games and the quarterfinals yeah. and then the county championship comes back and then the 2020 blast is on the 21st of September. Surely just do it all in one. Final. Yeah, it's... Uh, well, what can I say? What, what, who, am I, who am I to question the ECB in their uh, infinite uh, wisdom? <laughs> um, that, that's, that's all very interesting. Um, in other England, world news, England issues, news. The, the international pictures for 2020 were released today. Yes. Uh, we've got series against four teams, I think. 
Uh, yeah, so Australia, Australia over for some 2020s and some one-dayers again. Their <laughs> seventh time in nine years in England. They must like it here. That's um, it's just too much. <laughs> it gets a bit boring after a while. I think England be Australia. To be honest, uh, Pakistan uh, are over. The West Indies are over, and we've got some matches against Ireland uh, booked mm. in as well. Yeah. So so it's all uh, ramping up for the 2020 World Cup. Yes. Yeah, which um, you know, hopefully will be will be a good one. <laughs> I, I, they're not that thrilling. The fixtures are they? Pakistan's kind of interesting. Yeah, it feels I mean, like we only we Ireland's play, just a chance to embarrass ourselves. Yeah, it feels like we play West Indies every five minutes. Um, I want, let's go. I want to go back to Zimbabwe again. It's been ages since we've yeah. done that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, they're not in the the elite squad, are they? No, Zimbabwe. So we're not going to do that. Um, outside of England mm. there, there's some news in India uh, we'll start with this. there's some India and Pakistan news not not the geopolitical level at the cricket level um, but you know sometimes the two cross over yeah, India have rehired Ravi Shastri as their coach right uh, Tom Moody applied for the job for the fourth time and did not get it for the fourth time I think I think it's the fourth time <laughs> he's applied for and not Got the job. Oh, uh, Ravi Shastri was already the coach, so why they decided to do that application? Thing. Maybe it's just a, one of those things where they just have to. Yeah, they got to put it out to tender. No, I don't even think it is. I think it's well, change of mind. Yeah. Um, so that'll be good. Uh, him and Kohli's partnership have, of course, won zero of their four tournaments. Um, Long may that continue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst working in partnership. Um, and then in Pakistan, uh, a couple of things have happened. Uh, they offered the head coach job, so the vacant head coach job. Um, a little bit back on this. I think on the last pod we were talking about this, but we didn't really we we hadn't we hadn't realised exactly what happened. Um, basically, the Pakistan Prime Minister stepped in to kind of fire Mickey. After. Yeah, I had heard. I had heard about this. He um, so they were gonna they after the World Cup they were all set to renew Mickey Arthur's coaching tenure uh, Mickey Arthur was going to get rid of Safra as a captain uh, there were rumours that someone called Shamsu who averages 26 in test cricket was going to come in as captain um, after that Imran Khan ex-cricketer and current Prime Minister of Pakistan got involved uh, told the Pakistan Cricket Board that they should fire Mickey <laughs> Arthur <laughs> the Pakistan Cricket Board did fire Mickey Arthur Safra is still the captain uh, they're looking for a new coach uh, the New Zealand coach for the World Cup, Mike Kesson, has turned down the role. Um, right. Which I think is... Have you, have you applied yet, Jack? I, I haven't, no. Um, but the Pakistan Cricket Board have rewritten their constitution uh, <laughs> to to essentially limit the power that the Prime Minister has. <laughs> <laughs> Pakistani cricket. <laughs> yeah, so the, the, in, in it, uh, as it, as it used to stand, um, because the Prime Minister was a patron of the board, um, they had they he had the Imran Khan essentially had the ability to just fire and hire whoever he wanted right right up to chairman level so um, so we've realised this isn't necessarily if good he idea. didn't want Mickey Arthur then um, tough luck some mate. people will be fired um, so that's happened um, and now there are rumours that Misbar mm. uh, of press up fame and good batting fame <laughs> and successful I think he captained Pakistan to the number one in the world rankings didn't he. Uh, he did do that yeah he um, you tell me <laughs> um, so he may be the coach but we await 
with bated breath because it's uh it's a the Pakistan, gift that keeps on giving. The Pakistan coach story is uh, we're now four weeks into this. <laughs> it's in danger of de- developing into a saga. Yeah, uh, we might have to do a whole show about it. Um, <laughs> or, or maybe not. Um, but that's uh, I think that's the other news. Um, have you got anything else, Max? Yeah, one, one, uh, one final little bit. Um, so I won't, I won't go into the details. I've done enough explaining um, strange cricket competitions competitions for, for one episode. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe in a future week or, or two. I'll, I'll come back to it, but uh, just suffice to say, currently uh, um, some teams are playing in the 2019 to 2022 ICC Cricket World Cup League Two. Okay. Um, for uh, potential qualification um, for the World Cup, um, so Scotland, Oman, and Papua New Guinea are currently oh, all playing. Like Pax, uh, Scotland are playing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Scotland have won three games, Oman have won three games, and Papua New Guinea have lost all four. Oh right! Apparently, Papua New Guinea is uh, touted to be one of the next places that cricket will blow up. Really? So yeah, I was reading about this. Um, yeah, Papua New Guinea is, is quite a popular sport there. It's got a big population and uh, proximity to India, basically, hmm. um, and Nepal. Thirty million. Yes. I had no idea about this, but thirty million people live in Nepal. Cricket's the biggest sport there. Um, so I think there's already a couple of players, or one player certainly, who plays in the IPL. So I think, yeah. Uh, keep an eye. We on certainly those. went into the auction. Yeah, uh, no, yeah. I definitely played a game or two. Um, a young uh, spinner. Um, so the, yeah, the other teams in the World League Two: uh, Namibia, Nepal, the United Arab Emirates, and the United States. Okay. Yes, so play any games. Um, are we done? Are we done with the pod? We're done. Okay. A reminder, final reminder, that you can get in touch with us or follow us uh, at the Cricket Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can send us an email with your wonderful stories uh, about being out because you hit a tree or because you met, not being out because you met, or just when you met a cricketer. Uh, you can send us those stories, thecricketpod at gmail.com. Um, and finally, you can leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, which is doesn't yeah. Yeah, could be are, good could be bad don't be, mind we are, let us know we constructive are in, we, we are in and have remained in the top 10 uh, cricket podcasts on iTunes in the UK that's pretty good uh, are there 10 for a couple of weeks are there more than 10 it's quite a few yeah right. uh, we, we've not we, we're gunning for Swanee's cricket pod yeah uh, that's the number one we're coming <laughs> for you Swan <laughs> we've not managed to get there um, but it'd be good if you can leave us a review um, subscribe there download it <laughs> do anything you can to get us above the above swan, swan. Uh, and like, let your mates know in general as well a bit of word of mouth doesn't all have to be digital does it Max no let's go back to the good old days where test cricket was the pinnacle <laughs> exactly uh, I'm Jack thank you for listening and I'm Max goodbye <laughs>